Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Do We Know Them? I'm Lily Marston, here with Jesse Smiles, and we have made it to episode six. Episode six. Look at us. I feel like we're like, it's so slow. Like, we've only done six, really? I know. It feels like we've been doing it for so long now. And also, I feel like we're probably annoying to some people. They're like, oh my God, yeah, you made it to episode six. Big whoop. Isn't that the plan when you start a podcast? It wasn't that it wasn't the plan. It's just that we sometimes have a problem with following through. Sometimes. Sometimes. How many times have you sent me the look at us gif? Where it's just like, I, we're amazing. It's, it's funny because I I just told my mom, I was like, me and Jessica just keep sending this back and forth to each other. I don't think I've ever, like, since maybe 2015, kept consistent on a YouTube channel. So, like, here we are. This is amazing. I mean... This is probably the most consistent. I, that's not true because we did overshare for a while. But um, well, we don't have like a producer, and we don't have anybody I was pushing say that us. I'm fully responsible, like not fully half responsible for, but like that we're actually doing. Yeah, I'm very proud of us. Good job. And if we put up an episode next week during my birthday week, I'm gonna need like some sort of hand of applause. What is it? Hand of applause. Round round of applause. Oh my god! Can. This is not what the episode is about. And if you're here for the drama, you're going to be annoyed immediately because we're just going to start off on a roller coaster. But basically, can you guys please leave below sayings that you've gotten wrong your whole life? Because I tweeted that once and I was crying laughing at the responses. Mine personally was I used to say instead of lo and behold, I used to say long behold. And you know who still does that? Marky. If you don't know Marky, go on his channel. He says long behold. To me, this didn't even happen. But long behold, it did happen. I'm like, brother. That is that is not correct. I will say though, because I'm very self-conscious of saying the wrong say, like especially if I'm tweeting something, I always Google it first. And I found that a lot of the time there's multiple ways that not in that case. I don't think long behold is one, <laughs> but sometimes maybe you're not wrong. Oh my god, but I tweeted it once and you guys, oh my god, there was so many funny responses. So please leave in the comments sayings you've said wrong your whole fucking life. Thank you very much. Appreciate I it. I would like to hear that as well. Yes. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, today, uh, um, we uh, are back to having a few topics. Last episode, if you were uh, tuned in, it was all about the weird downfall of Deaf Noodles. It, it's more actually confusing than weird. And it's also still happening. Yeah, it's gotten worse. Um. <laughs> I was so nervous to put out that episode. Like, I was freaking out. I almost wanted to tell Lily, like, just forget it. I don't want to do it. And then surprisingly, we put it out and you guys loved it. That's the thing is... I think you can be critical about something without it being like malicious. Well, and also I feel like my goal personally for this podcast is to make what's happening on the internet more digestible in a way that doesn't have to be mean or doesn't have to be mean spirited. It's just like, hey, this is what's going on. And we got a lot of comments of people like, I saw something going on on Twitter, but I didn't really want to go down the rabbit hole. So thank you guys for like explaining what's going on. And that's what I want to do. I want to explain what's going on. Sometimes we do we do be joking. We do be joking a little bit. And sometimes I could get a little, a little sassy. I, I loved you do... last episode. It was so good. I loved Lily's <laughs> well, sassy last episode i just realized right now that we didn't answer in our last episode whether we knew deaf noodles we keep forgetting that the whole point of the show is to say like do we know them and we keep fucking forgetting but um i don't yes. personally know deaf noodles however we do follow each other or i haven't checked since the episode went up if he unfollowed me 
Oh, does he follow yeah, you? Yeah, he's oh he God. follows me. And so I've just been way too nervous. And also, I don't know if you feel the same way, but it's like, it's hard to talk about people who like we know or like have had like internet interactions with. I have to check. I have to check if he unfollowed me. Hold on. I was just going to check for you, but you'll be able to check quicker. I just have to do it. Rip the bandaid off. Please do. If he unfollowed he me, I'm going to cry. Never followed Not me. because I care, just I because I will like know he that he saw the video and that would make me cry. I don't think he, he but he doesn't watch videos on him. That's like his whole... He unfollowed me. Shut up. I swear to God. <laughs> Dennis, when, you bastard. I wish, <laughs> I wish you could find out when it happened, though. I checked before the video oh, went Oh, and he live. still did? Yeah, he still <laughs> followed me. Oh, I'm going to fucking jump off a fucking cliff. Sorry, I fell down in my chair too much. <laughs> Wait, I can't believe this, um, Lily. <laughs> so Dennis. You know what? Unfollow back. You pissed off Jesse Smiles. My heart is racing. <laughs> I get so nervous in these days. Oh my god, my hands are all clammy. I have goosebumps. Oh my god. Well, we better check our DMs for anything from Christy Carlson Romano. Oh my god. Lily? Oh my god. Is anyway, it hot in here? So, well, this is a new development. Well, I should have been drinking fucking alcohol. Now I'm now I I'm thought stressed. that was just like understood we were going to start doing that now because we get so stressed about this. Lily, I've made a new enemy. Uh, I don't know. I actually would say it's it's big because he used to be known a lot for um, blocking people. So he doesn't hate you enough. <laughs> if he would have blocked me, I think I would have cried myself to sleep. I just don't like when people are mad at me. But you know what? That means he saw it. Because there's no way that he didn't see our video. And you know whose fault that is? Yours, you bitch. You put it on Twitter. I was just going to say, you know. I just realized I don't know, it. He might not have seen our video, but I was a little active on Twitter and kind of calling him out for a lot of things, which is what I wanted to talk about in today's episode. Shall we? You bitch. <laughs> you know whose fault this is? Chrissy Carl's Romano. No, just I was gonna say that, but no. <laughs> Adam McIntyre. Adam. It was definitely it's because Adam re-uploaded that clip of us referencing his clip. That's very meta. Adam. Um, yeah, so Adam, this is all your fault. And listen, I don't give a flying fuck that Def unfollowed me. I just it's the principle of it all, and just knowing that like he was obviously like bothered enough to be like, I am unfollowing this bitch. I wouldn't read that much into it. Too late. I've read into it like a book. <laughs> I'm gonna think about this nonstop. You only found out three seconds ago. This was not the uh, start we were expecting. Shall we get into why he's uh, still relevant? Sure. What do I have to lose now? Well, um, so the reason Jesse's so upset is because apparently it is a 37-year-old man that unfollowed her. What on earth? See, this is why I deleted Twitter. What are you guys on over there? Like, what the fuck is anyone even talking about at this point? Okay, so first off, I have never, like, it never even occurred to me to speculate about Dev Noodle's age. Because I don't care. Like, yeah. I don't care how old he is. It's not like he starts every episode like, hello, I'm a young 20-something-year-old living in love. No. So I just have never had a reason to question it. But that being said, apparently he has made several public proclamations about his age or just like let other people make them and then he just doesn't correct them. But I guess he um, has been claiming that he was born in 1995, which would make him... Um, Two years younger than me. That exactly. doesn't make so sense. So it would make him 27. Yeah. So. No. Actually, I could kind of see 27. I guess, yeah. I mean, he looks a little older than I. It doesn't feel like he's five years younger than me. But um, no, apparently <laughs> someone even uh, responded to my tweet that first was reacting to it. And they were like, how do you know this, though? What's the source? And then they responded again. They go, 
oh, and it's like a link to his own video where he reveals it finally. Cause I think a lot of people on Twitter were like trying to expose him, but he was the one that finally like set the record straight. Here's the clip. So essentially there's a 10 year difference on what's shown here and what my actual age is. So this has been like a weird thing because like I said, I didn't expect to like fucking have a following or any, this was supposed to be my side hustle. It wasn't supposed to be my life, what I'm building my business as, right? So like it, it just, it got to a point where like people were just referencing that as my age. And then they were like asking me what it was. And I was like, bro, what the fuck do I say? Right? Like, do I say what's online or do I say my actual age? And it got this weird thing where like now I, I feel like I'm lying about this stupid thing because I don't give a fuck about my age. I literally, it was a business decision that I did with somebody who was advising me on how to set this up. Right. So it, it's just, you know, it got to a point. So here it is. That's what it is. I'm 37 years old. Yes, I'm 37 years old. That's my age. Okay. I think he's joking. If, no. When I saw that, I, I was like, he's joking. Literally, I was like, what do you mean? What the fuck do I say? And I was like, bro, what the fuck do I say? You say your age. What his excuse is like my agents and famous birthdays told people one thing and I just got confused and didn't know whether to tell people the truth or not. What do you mean? He's not 37. Yes, he is. No, he admitted he's not. It. There's no way he's like, it has to be one of his really shitty jokes. I mean, not that any of his jokes make sense, but this one exactly really not makes sense. I, but also this kind of does make sense because I, someone had like put a, a quote from him in an article. It was probably from the Vulture article. Have you read it? <laughs> but he says something about like, there's a saying in show business. Find me one person under the age of 35 that uses the term show business unironically. <laughs> That's your evidence? There's a lot of things like that though. Even with his um, his roast battles, which tickets go on sale today. We're in the past, you guys are in the future. We're on Tuesday. So we're really gonna see how that plays out. But- um, Question, what is the, what are the chances uh -huh. that you would go? <gasps> <laughs> is that you asking me to buy tickets listen listen to, listen listen to listen. what i have already expressed to be a dangerous event oh right 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 i forgot i forgot about the dangerous aspect Wait, and did you forget he's live streaming it so we could both really be there well i actually would like you to go to roast him <laughs> i thought you meant to be in the live audience no 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 you no. want me to be a participant and pay 15 dollars and roast him yes I, well, he's selling tickets. He says the capacity is 50, right? Well, that was in his like a uh, little virtual tour when he was like, it fits about 50 people. We can fit about 50 people here. So. Okay. So is that like, like a maximum occupancy? Yeah, that's maximum. That's including that Tiana. That's including Israel. <laughs> okay. So wait, I, one of the things I want to talk about, he basically, and I feel like some people are going to instantly like roll their eyes and not care about this because of who it involves. And I don't want to go into her drama because I don't know anything about it or care, but um, Taylor Lorenz, the reporter that's, she's suing someone for defamation right now, but she's had a lot Ooh. of She's, I don't know. So first of all, two reasons he kept his age private. Neither excuse is his own fault, of course. One is that his agents instructed him that that was what he should do is because he's a comedian and actor. But so he claims that it was like, he didn't lie about his age. He just didn't disclose his age. And it was at the instruction of his agents because this was a good career move. I, I'm not gonna say that that's not a thing in Hollywood, it is, but also much more for women than it is for men. I don't feel like a bunch of men are lying about their age. Also, a little harder to do in 2022 than it was in like <laughs> the 70s because guess what? People can check and your name is like pretty unique too. So I feel like 
it's it's not okay. hard to go like look up your regardless of my strong belief that this is all bullshit and a weird joke that he's putting out there for some reason i will say it's kind of weird that he's 30 if he was 37 like he obviously doesn't look 37 so it does it's a little strange so i don't want anyone watching to think it's like oh my god you guys are being ageist like no i'm 32 like he's not that much older than i am no one cares about the fact that he is 37 it's just kind of weird to lie about it. Also, when you're delivering news about younger topics, like where you're getting a young audience. And then I think back to like the giggling. <laughs> you know, it's going to be a little different. You're going to get the giggly me. <laughs> it's going to feel so bad. You were 35 when you did that? Like, what do you mean? No, it does make his whole shtick more cringe because it's like, at your age, you are doing that. Like, yeah, it does make it more cringy. I'm just going to be more of me. And hopefully that's as interesting as that character that I made. If not, wow, what is that going to say about me? This is who I am and what I believe in. And if that doesn't resonate with you, that's okay. Like I said. You don't have to watch. But like I watch Ethan Klein and he's the same age, right? That's my point though. I'm like, it's it's just weird that he lied about it. And now that he's not trying to be like, yeah, I did lie about it. He's trying to be like, my agents made me do it. Famous birthdays published the wrong birthday. What was I supposed to do? He acted like famous birthdays was like his birth certificate. It's like, well, you can't <laughs> argue with science. I have to say, if that is true... Dennis, you look great. He even posted a shirtless, like, mirror pic yesterday no, there's on no Twitter fucking way. And was like, this is going on my AARP card or, what, like, trying to make, like, old jokes now. And I'm like, oh, wait, back to the Taylor the Renz thing. So she responds to something and says, when I interviewed him in 2020, which is two years ago. So if he's 37 now, that means that he was 34 or 35 at that time. She says, when I interviewed him in 2020, he said he was 24. He then, instead of like addressing the fact that he's been lying about his age and is actually 10 years older than he has claimed to be, he instead then goes after Taylor Lorenz for lying that he never said that because she said, in, I looked at my transcript from the interview and he said he's 24. So then he goes, I have a recording. If you give me consent, like I'll release it. Here's the recording. Also, how old are you, by the way? I'm in my 20s. Why? Okay. Yeah. What'd you say? Why? <laughs> because we usually, they usually ask us to include age if we quote someone. So we'll say, um, you know, so-and-so, comma, 32, or yeah. whatever. Yeah, um, I, I just, like, uh, as an actor, I, I, like, that is primarily what I do. I don't do the YouTube stuff usually, but it, this has kind of just happened. But, like, I... I don't usually give out my age, but I'm in my 20s. I, I just don't, I don't okay. want to date myself. It says I, when you, yeah. it's okay. I just know my editor is going to ask. It says when you Google that you're 24, yeah. it looks like you are on like IMDb and stuff. Yeah. So if it's okay, we might include it, but I can say to my editor, it's just we include it for everyone age and location. And yeah, that's title. fine. It's, you can, you can, whatever is easier. Sorry. I just usually, I don't get, the only reason why I don't get my age out is like my, my agent's like, look, if you're, you may not be able to play younger roles or they may totally, not think you're totally. good for older roles. I, I so, totally got it. We just have to ask yeah, for everyone. She says like, well, we looked online and it said you were 24, which he then confirms. He's like, yeah, yeah. And then he says he doesn't want his age public, but he confirms that he's 24, which in reality, he was actually 
35, maybe 34, still 10 years older than what he said. And then he has her say in the um, actual article that comes out that he's a 20 something YouTuber. I'm in my twenties. He's like mad that she has like reverse paraphrased his lie. Lily, I'm not gonna lie. My deaf noodles meter has hit its, <laughs> has hit its peak. Hello everyone. Um, Jesse, do you want to tell the crowd why we're here? Uh, well, we film on Tuesdays. Well, we're actually planning to start filming on Mondays. And you guys don't see these episodes until Sunday. And unfortunately, a lot of things happen in that short time frame. And we sometimes need to make some corrections to the stories we're talking about or elaborate on topics that maybe we learned more about in the process of editing and researching and all that stuff. And so sometimes we're going to have yeah. to come back and uh, correct some stuff. And that's that's why we're here. Well, in this case, we're going to do uh, two updates on two of the things in this episode because more did happen. But the first one also is because the information that Jesse happened upon after filming was just the information she was supposed to understand while we were filming. Okay, guys, I genuinely did not know. I feel so stupid. Hold on. How do I even talk about this? I feel like you're giving an apology. <laughs> I am sorry that I wasn't well, paying here, attention. It, well, here's the thing <laughs> is that I genuinely, first of all, could not fathom that Deaf Noodles is in fact 37. So if you're watching this right now, it is confirmed. Famous Birthdays even made an update that Deaf Noodles is in fact 37 years old. I genuinely couldn't believe this when we were filming it at first and I thought it was like a stupid joke and he was joking about it every day so I was like nah he's not really 37. That changes everything. I thought you were almost like joking that you thought it was a joke. No. But like now do you understand why I was not passionate about it because I literally like I don't fucking care how old Deaf Noodles no, is. No I do care. <laughs> But do you understand why I got so heated about it? Because it's so absurd. Yes, and it's weird as fuck and honestly creepy as fuck to lie about your age for no fucking reason. Fuck your agent, whatever you're lying about. This is such a lie that anybody told you to lie about your age. You're just being weird. Especially in 2020. Yeah. Like when it's so easy to look up someone. Like people have known this for a while and I think he only addressed it because he just kept getting more of it. So he like had to address it. I saw a lot of people bringing up the fact that this is very strange and kind of troubling that like he's talking about people that are much younger than him delivering it in a way in the Minecraft house and stuff that's very juvenile and then lying about his age when he's an almost 40 year old man. There's nothing wrong with being almost 40 years old. Like I said, I watch H3 all the fucking time and he's 37 years old. They're the same age. And Peter Mon as well. Correct. But it becomes creepy when you're like, why are you lying and making your content so juvenile? That's weird, dude. What's your motive? Well, and that's the thing. It's like, I feel like we might be coming across as hypocritical to be like, well, it doesn't matter how old you are. But like then saying that it's creepy that he did stuff, but it's like, like the problem isn't the actual age. It's that he lied about it and he claims that it's because he was an actor and he's like keeping it private because like oh, fuck off with that stuff. Dennis. Come but, like, on. Is that why? Or did you just like want a younger audience and like want to fit in? I also seen a lot of people bring up the fact that he's used Keemstar's age and other creators age against them to make him sound kind of more creepy, he which has. makes him just like the biggest hypocrite in the entire world. That 
that is so fucking true. He has brought Keemstar's age up so many times in his rants and like, fuck Keemstar. But dude, what? That just shows that he probably never wanted his age to get out. And like now he's just making a big joke about it and joking about his AARP card. And like, I'm going to go steal your grandmother. Dennis, you're weird as fuck. Like, I'm sorry. At this point, it's like, who's the deaf noodles hater now? Me, sister. I'm completely let out of the cage. This is ridiculous. It's so strange to lie about your age and then when people find out, be like, get so <laughs> mad. Yeah, get so mad. What? What is he doing? Also, we didn't talk about in the last one because I don't know if they had started yet. Similar to how he used to go on the Keemstar rants that I said were like kind of a turnoff for me as a viewer originally. Well, now he has shifted gears and in every episode, he now includes a way too long rant about trolls. It's so bad. Too bad that literally nothing can penetrate the insipid and dirty heart of an internet troll who veils their unadulterated and often irrational hatred for people under the guise of advice. These bottom dwelling, bottom feeding assholes spend all day figuring out new ways to instigate an argument and squabble over quite literally anything in a desperate attempt to divert attention away from the fact that they are nothing more than absolutely nothing in the grand scheme of human existence. They're less than a blip in a blip of a radar and their smallness terrifies them. That's why they lash out and leave negative comments. These people will live miserable lives, making excuses and blaming everyone else for the problems, when in reality, the only problem they have in their lives is themselves. If only they could look in the mirror with a shred of honesty, they would be able to realize that they are headed down a dark path where the only foreseeable outcome is a lonely, miserable, and easily forgotten death. These trolls will leave not a single mark in the world outside of the pain they caused to random strangers. However, on the other side of this coin, you have a bright, cheery person who will comment nice things below and spam heart emojis in response to the negative comments. Because if there's one thing that positive people know for a fact, it's that these weak-minded, negative trolls and people hate positivity of any sort. So the best thing to do in response to these bottom-dwelling losers is to spam hearts and stars in response to their hatred. And watch these trolls lose their minds like a vampire exposed to the sun. They will melt into nothing. Because, uh, as we all know, positivity destroys negativity thoroughly. So no matter how much all you trolls may be basking in my current downturn, just be aware that not only will I bounce back stronger, just like every time before, but when I do, it will highlight just how much of an absolute fucking failure you are at being a failure. Because even at your best and my worst, you still couldn't break my spirit. So maybe take the opportunity right now to right your fucking wrongs and leave a positive comment down below before it's too late and karma catches up to you. Because when it does, it will be unforgiving. I guarantee you. Anyway, I don't even under like, well, when it first started, I, I texted Lily. I'm like, I think he's talking about us. Wait, 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 though. Before we go any further, one, he did unfollow you. So it's possible that he saw the last episode. That's true. But also guys, me and Jesse, uh, noticed something. We don't want to take credit. We, we don't want to take credit. No, no, of course not. It, it could have just been his personal choice. Yeah. He might've just felt like he needed a change, yeah. but we did notice that he may or may not have moved out of the storage unit. And that Israel and Tiana have been noticeably absent. Listen, we did not have a, a very unique opinion about this. Everyone hated the Israel and Tiana skits. Was, Everyone hated the furniture animus, in the back. Yeah. So uh, we're not here to say it's all us, but you know what? I'd like to think that we had something to do with it and, and he's better off for it. However, now he's like supplemented the Israel and Tiana skits with the awful troll rants and all the comments are like, Dennis, this is unbearable. Like he'll be talking about something completely not relevant to trolls. And then he just brings it back into trolls and like trolls are miserable and you leaving comments on a deaf noodles video means you have no purpose in life like it's so cringe like what are you doing that's the thing is like it's not even like an actual rant about trolls no. which like valid thing to have we had a whole thing where we read hate comments yeah. but i think and why everyone has the problem with dennis and why he's running into this like so many issues right now is because people aren't trolling you people aren't like just hating on you they're just like giving you some friendly advice like so many of the comments I've seen are like, 
I am rooting for you. I want you to do well. I just think maybe you need to do this. And they like so delicately word it. And they're just like people that are trying to like maybe get through to him. But he sees any kind of negative or critical comment as trolls. And apparently all trolls need to like go in a hole and die because they have no purpose in life. The last one, he even tried to get creative and it had like flames coming up to make it like Israel funnier, really went off with that one. <laughs> Well, he has more time now that he's not rehearsing the skits. Okay, now we're being mean. Okay, no, but seriously, Dennis, just listen to the people. Your monologues, the reading off the teleprompter, it's off-putting. We're only here for the stories. So many people have said that. Maybe there's a few people who are like, okay, Dennis, I really like your commentary, but 99.9% .9 of people are like, just stick to the stories. And he's doing less stories, more random fucking monologues that are depressing as hell, not funny, no punchline, and you're just left at the end of the video like, damn, I feel like shit. Is there anything else on that? noodles we need to discuss God, no. oh um besides the fact that he uh is pulling an ace family and saying that the first round of his roast tickets have sold out oh my god again um he has said that it fits about 50 people in there it fit about 50 people here so which again i'm like is there zoning the first round was followed? 10 like, people 10 tickets next <laughs> literally because yesterday which was friday yeah yeah <laughs> I tried to buy, I like put 10 tickets in my cart yeah. and it let me. So, I mean, there's at least 10 tickets left. Guys, scoop them up. They're going out quick. Oh God. And no, if you're wondering, this update is not going to include me uh, revealing that I have secured a position in the roast like Jesse would like. Boo, you whore. We need an on-site journalist and you're just falling short. You know, I can maybe, uh, well, my now, brother lives now, in LA. Now you're walk we could totally make Joey go. I couldn't. Oh. Actually, he's going to be here. Just kidding. Damn it. Because that's also, I'm like, I don't want anyone to write, like, yeah. I go in, like, the wig that he wore to the... <laughs> I would say this is actually the perfect segue into our other update, but it doesn't really come into play until the end of the episode. So that's all for the update for now. Yeah. We'll be back in a sec. Back to past. <laughs> well, Dennis, best of luck to you, whatever the fucking age you are. I don't even know what you're going through. I can't Next topic. he unfollowed you. <laughs> That is going to plague me a little bit. I can't even lie about that. It's just my nature. I just can't deal with it. But you know what? I guess that's the nature of what we're doing here. Well, and so I have the perfect segue, though, to get into our next topic. We're revisiting another past topic. We've only had six episodes and we're already doing like two updates parts but um we're gonna be talking about monty lopez who if you watched deaf noodles a couple days ago he reported on this and he reports on it in a very strange way in that he basically spends like a very long amount of time of the video attacking tana mojo for like spreading the stuff about Monty Lopez rather than talk about how Monty Lopez is clout chasing his daughter and doing really weird things on TikTok. Monty Lopez is another level of like, ew, like go away. I don't want to see you anymore. Like, what are you doing? If he was my dad, which by the way, we got some comments. I don't know if you saw them that were like, no, he is the biological dad of Addison. Yeah. So there's some controversy there. We don't know if he's her stepdad, if he's her real dad. We haven't fact checked. His behavior online is weird as fuck. It's not funny. It's super cringe. Then Addison has unfollowed her mom on fucking Instagram. The whole family's falling apart. This is like so shitty back to monty lopez uh basically he posted a series of cringy tiktoks so it all stemmed from the fact that young gravy you know that song that went popular on tiktok where it was like damn gravy you so vicious you so can so you know that song no what do you mean took your mammy to the den and blow her back out so he called me manny pacquiao 
I don't think so. What the? F- I don't do you know. Have TikTok. I, I go in phases. Sometimes I'm on. Maybe I, I'm I, just thinking it really bad. <laughs> Young Gravy did a podcast, and I almost want to say it was Jeff Wittick's podcast, yeah. but I could be wrong about that. And he was being asked about Addison Ray's mom because I guess she like stands Young Gravy <laughs> or something like that. Maybe she used his song. I'm not really sure the context. Didn't really care to dig into it to be honest. But the fact of the matter is, he was talking about Addison Ray's mom in a way of like, oh, maybe I can take her out and you know, on a date and all that shit. And it was like just banter, like podcast banter. And Monty sees this and makes multiple TikToks, one of which got taken down because he decides that he wants to box Young Gravy. Young Gravy is this like scrawny little little guy, okay? Looks like he wouldn't hurt a fly, honestly. And Monty Lopez is this like juice head who looks like a fucking lunatic. So he challenges Young Gravy to a boxing match. That gets taken down. He puts up another TikTok reacting to his video getting taken down. Then he puts up another TikTok. And he looks like such a fucking psychopath in this TikTok. And it is Is so... Yeah. It's not even funny. It's not funny. It's like, sir... It's just like... What's happening? I actually saw, of all people, Bryce Hall reacting to it. Oh, really? Which is funny because he used to date. He was the one that dated Addison, yeah? Yes. It's him reacting to it. It's actually really funny because it's just him being like, And I get a Yeah, everyone was horrified. I mean, it was just such a... If that was my dad, I wouldn't talk to him for minimum three months. That's what I think, like, Deaf Noodles spent so hard going... And we'll get to why Tana Mojo is involved in a sec. But, like, he spent so much time shitting on Tana Mojo for, like, getting involved. And it's like, Tana Mojo is not the problem. <laughs> no. And also, Tana is a content creator, number one. Number two, she's young. She is going to all these gatherings and all these things because she's in her party stage in her early 20s. She's just living it up as she should, you know, whatever. And you're just the awkward guy, Addison Ray's dad in a fucking corner doing allegedly cocaine in the back. This is literally a clout move for Tana, inserting herself in the middle of Addison Ray's family drama so she can bring more attention to herself and using text from six months ago as evidence that she's been somehow weirdly victimized by Addison's dad. This is straight up ridiculous. I feel like Deaf Noodles is focusing so hard on Tana and like forgetting the fact that this is someone's dad. Like this isn't just like a content creator that happens to be like an older dude that people are like, you're a creep. No. It's as in Ray's dad. And he's not just like expressing himself because like whether you're of any age, you should be allowed to make whatever, you know, content you want to do, express yourself, live your life. But what he's doing, like I saw a TikTok where it was showing that he answered back to someone talking about how he blew out Addison Ray's mom's back for like 20 years and now he needs like new meat or something like that. And I'm like, sir, go fucking hide in a broom closet. But then he's like, Also, at the same time being like, oh, yeah, I'm over that bitch. But then being like, let me box you over joking about going on a date. I'm just so like, ew, you're the cringiest human being to ever exist. And like, we just talked about deaf noodles. Yeah. Oh, my God. But that's how everyone (laughs) felt, right? So everybody was like hating on Monty. Everyone was like, what the fuck is this? And then Tana Mojo chimes in and um, she comments, I'm calling the police, which honestly, fair enough. Thank you, girl. So he responds to her a 20 early 20 year old woman and says 
about your body count? Sir, are you 18 years old? Did you go to my high school? Like, what What are you? And so then he responds again to Tana and says, go take a bath. Or like, did you bathe today? Or something like that, insinuating that she doesn't shower. And then Tana Mojo posted these TikToks. You see, I saw Monty Lopez's TikTok and I commented, I'm calling the police. And it was all fun and games. Actually, I wouldn't say fun and games. Like, it's definitely the most embarrassing TikTok I've seen of this year. I commented this and then he said, go take a bath. I did bathe today. However, that's beside the point. And I've held back during this scandal. You know what I mean? I was already dragged into it. I said something back in the day. But clearly, he wants to beef. And I mean, first of all, why a grown man, a father, is even remotely discussing my body count is beyond me. But y'all have obviously seen the paparazzi videos of him stalking me down for a selfie. And I'm getting tired of the incessant FaceTimes and texts like these. And I think all of my young friends are very tired of him acting like this. So Monty, my dear, if you want war, so be it. I feel kind of strange beefing with this man at his prehistoric age, especially when I've seen him put so many things up his nose at several teenage events. And I actually remember having to back you off a couple of my friends inside of houses, in bedrooms, because they were scared. But this makes great podcast content for Jeff and I, so I would love to make fun of your ass. Looking like the thumb from Spy Kids. So Monty, I'll take a bath, hopefully before you go to prison. But I just hope you can uh, stop, man. Like your daughter, your wife. It's really fucking embarrassing. And the fact that your narcissistic ass can't see it is crazy. So I'm gonna go bathe and worry about my body count. But uh, see you in court or jail. And like she said, it's like awkward as fuck to be beefing with a man that's like your friend's dad. Cause she's friends with Addison, is she not? I don't think they're like friends, but they know each other. Okay. I can't imagine what Addison is thinking. And I'm actually now curious why she unfollowed the mom. Well, I'm sure this has been like fucking horrible. And you know, she introduced her following to her parents in the same way that like anybody would do so. So she dances on the internet. She was just like, hey guys, let's all dance together. Then they gained a super big following. Cause like, what the fuck? They have millions of followers, but only because of Addison. The mom has 14 million. I mean, TikTok's insane, but yeah, it's, it, it is crazy, but they're not influencers in their own right. Like they're Addison Ray's parents. So that's very important to like, keep in mind. They're not content creators that can do whatever they want. They only got there because of their daughter. And it's like, I've done videos with my parents and I've introduced you guys to my parents or people who come from my channel. A lot of you guys have seen my parents and if they ever did something, and actually there has been times where like my mom will post something or whatever. And like, I will give my opinion and be like, hey, like, I don't think you should post that. Do you censor her candle account? I do. I had to explain to my mom, like, girl, you have to just post candle stuff. You can't be talking about like, this is what I'm doing on Tuesday. Like we gotta have business like continuity. Did you see Monty needs some consulting? Yeah, yeah. No, well th that's what I'm saying. Like she has to be mortified because me, that my little following and just a few thousand have followed my mom on Instagram. I feel like connected to that few thousand that followed her. You know, I feel like, okay, I sent you guys there. Mom, don't fuck this up. She has to feel the same way. And she has to be absolutely fucking mortified because it's not just those TikToks. Any of the ones you look at on his page, it's like, you're not 12. No. Well, and then also with the whole Tana beef about it, Def Noodle's whole thing is like, Tana's making this thing. It's like, no, Tana is doing what Tana does. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. no one is surprised here. Right. But also, 
Monty is doing it because he knows that she's going to do that. So he's doing it so he can get more attention. It really is benefiting both of them. I think the real loser here is Addison because she just has to sit back and watch all that happen. I'm curious to see where he's gonna stop. It feels like he keeps trying to do something like a little more outside the box of appropriate <laughs> and is just gonna finally do something that's like really alarming. Well, at this point too, it's like, what is his like job? Like, what does he do? Do you know? I asked that before because you said that you were like, it seems like they were probably wealthy before yeah. they, like based on the backgrounds of their videos and stuff and like how they were living. But that was my question. Like when they moved to LA so Addison could pursue this, did they get new jobs? Does he have his own company? Are they working for Addison as like business? Because it's definitely giving like the, oh shit, like I need to make this content creator thing work vibes yeah so i don't really know well but also this and it could be because after the last controversy aka him having a quote-unquote affair we don't really know the details behind him and sherry's relationship to know whether he was cheating or not nor do we really care but um the text messages between him and uh the 25 year old girl that he was dating were exposed and he talked about like having jet money so what i can imagine is addison sees that is like, fuck you, dad or stepdad, whoever he is to her. And is like, not your money, not your empire, bye. And then just cut him off. And now he's like, oh no, I don't have a job and I don't have my clout source <laughs> anymore. So then now he has to figure out something. And the only thing he has is this following that he only got from his daughter. So he's doing just weird have ass shit. Have you seen his fucking engagement ratio? I haven't really deep dived Monty Lopez's. I mean, accounts. look at it. It's like bad. Like nobody, nobody oh, cares. I, I was going to say, is it, is it good or is it bad? I mean, when he pulls some controversial shit, he'll get more engagement. But when he's just posting as Monty on a Tuesday, nobody gives a shit. Oh, I'm going to throw up. What? <laughs> okay, so he posted on his story it's a repost from his tiktok and it's guess my uh, guess my age no filter and it says 26 and when it, it lands on 26 he's like oh my god that one where he was acting a fucking fool has 11.5 million views his like roid rage yeah one. that's why he does it but then you have a video that has 2.2 million views and it has 14,000 likes that's horrible sorry i'm distracted because why was he at vidcon alone what do you mean that's literally why he thinks that he's like people should oh be god. lined up to meet him uh-oh, I'm reaching my Monty meter. Yeah, no, I, I've hit it. I don't think I want to look at it. Today, anymore. I just can't deal with these fuckers. Hello again. Uh, we're here with another update. Uh, <sighs> this guy's so irritating. I don't even have words because... It's like any video I watch that he's made, I'm just like, Ugh. Well, and when we first filmed this episode, we didn't actually know the origin of the Young Gravy, Sherry, Monty drama triangle thing. But now we actually have a little bit more insight because Lily found last night that apparently Young Gravy was basically talking about wanting to, you know, hook up with some MILFs in the greater Los Angeles area. I smell sexy. Now that I have the attention of every single MILF who can read, I'd like to announce that I'm back in America and I'm looking to make some whoopee, you feel me? I'm trying to butter the biscuit, plant the parsnip, bake the potato, do a little horizontal hokey pokey, get up to some rump scuttle, a little bit of fadoodling, baby, you know what I'm saying? I'm trying to direct Wreck-It Ralph 3. I'm trying to star in John Dick featuring Mianu Reeves, you know what I'm saying? I'm trying to put some in some 
So he hit my line. And then Correct. Sherry responded like this. I'm trying to butter the biscuit. And so obviously Sherry was feeling it. And then Young Gravy went on Jeff Wittick's podcast. Jeff Wittick brought it up. And then Young Gravy said this. I do have a thing for MILFs. Moms need love. Underservice community. Yeah, that's right. And now this stuff with Addison Ray's mom came about. Mm -hmm. Is that real or is that a meme? It's real. Really? It's real. It's real. Interesting. She's, she's recently single. We're going on a date soon. Only thing is that she lives in Louisiana. Let's picture your first date. That is in Ray's mom. Something real, real classy. I might need some some recommendations in uh, in New Orleans, but you know we go we go down to the beach. You know they got they got some water there. Yeah, they got those swamps. They got a huh? waterfront. You get one of those wind boats. Yeah, with your shirt all opened up, driving the boat, the wind blowing. Yeah, man, go down to the swamp. You know, do a little catfishing. You know, what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. What do they man. got? Crawfish or crawfish, something? Crawfish. You know, we do a little private grill up. Yeah, you get all crawfish. messy. It'll be sweaty. I bet it'll be real sweaty. All you right. Know? And that's what made Monty so upset that he started wanting to box Young Gravy. <laughs> but there's more updates to this, actually. Well, so first of all, not to backtrack too much, but we also have to tie this back in to Deaf Noodles a little bit because oh, God. just like we said earlier, the first time he covers it, it was strange because how he covered it, he went so hard after Tana yeah. and not after Monty. She's posting three text messages that were sent weeks apart nearly six months ago as though they're an indictment on Addison's dad being creepy. Tana is literally using three texts, the last two from all the way back in February. But, like, it's not like this was, like, who's Team Monty, who's Team Sherry. Like, no, I'm pretty sure 99.9% .9 of people do not agree with what Monty Lopez is doing right now. And by what he's doing, I'm referring to clout chasing multiple people that are half his age, including his daughter. Almost everybody thinks this is weird as fuck. He's cringy as hell. But somehow, Deaf Noodles doesn't think so. And it's so weird. Somehow and I'm like, Deaf what Noodles is... feels like... Monty Lopez is the victim in this scenario. Hannah fucking Mojo starts spreading rumors about Monty's behavior. And later, video leaks of Monty, who was then single, hitting on girls at the bar. Now, I know it's the easy thing to do is to dunk on Addison's dad and say stuff like, oh, he's an older dude. He's acting cringe on the internet. He should be looking after his family. I mean, how the fuck do you know that he's not looking after his family? You're getting a glimpse of what this man did once. It's an easy dunk. Essentially, what happened after Monty posted that cringy ass TikTok was that Young Gravy actually responded to him. <clears throat> I'm a grown man. I'm not going to fight you over TikTok drama. You got one of the most successful daughters in the world, and you decide to act half her age to try to get some attention while embarrassing your whole family. So, grow up, get some help. And if we cross paths in real life, don't do anything stupid. As you can see, he's pretty mature about it. Like, he just is saying, like, dude, what the fuck are you doing, essentially? But Def Noodle sees it differently, interestingly enough. And I just find this take so weird because it's like, what are you on about? So this is all for nothing. Wow. Man's talked about another man's wife for weeks and then backs out and gets unconditional love because of it. 
The internet is truly brain dead. In what world can a guy talk shit about another guy's wife and then deflect after the guy whose family he was talking about responds? You know, it's amazing how the internet always rewards throwing stones and hiding your hand. It's almost a competition to see who's the biggest puss. What is this take? Like, my brain is actually about to explode trying to understand his take. All I can come up with as to why he would feel the need to defend Monty Lopez and any of his behavior and attack everyone else is one, because he can relate to being like attacked because he feels like everyone's coming at him right now. And also because they're peers. In age? Yep. <laughs> was that an age reference? Yes, yes, that was an age joke. I am friends with Addison Ray's dad. I live in Los Angeles. I know a lot of people in this town and in this business. You know, sometimes I know more than what is available online. I'm not just going to be a sheep and follow along with everyone just because it's popular to hate or dunk or dogpile on someone. And I've actually taken the time to talk to at least half of the parties involved. I don't know Young Gravy, but I do know Addison Ray's dad, Monty Lopez, and there is a lot more going on behind the scenes than what is available online. One of the weirdest things of all of this, deaf noodles aside, is Monty then responded to Young Gravy. And this response is so, like, ew. You guys, me and Jesse watched what you're about to see, and our, we were just like, what? What's going on, TikTok family? I want to give a shout out to all my Addison Ray fans, Ray family fans, Sherry Nicole fans, Monty Lopez fans, and if you hate me, you really love me, you're just confused, man. So I really appreciate all the comments, appreciate all the likes. I'm even gonna give a shout out to Young Gravy's fans. But Young Gravy needs to watch running his mouth talking about all those MILFs out there, because all those MILFs got some daddies, man, and some baby daddies. And those baby daddies, some of them are equally as bad as me. Some of them are badder, some of them can't come close. So watch him out when you're slapping your gums, bro. What I'm really worried about is my two boys going to school and getting picked on because Young Gravy wants to hook up with their mama. What I want them to do is go to school and get praised because Young Gravy's about to get knocked down in the boxing ring by the daddy. So be watching yourself, man. Watch what you say, bro. You ain't no rapper, man. Clean that up, man. You a singer. Go clean your bio up, bro. You ain't no rapper. You a fake rapper. Peace. Sir, I'm going to need you to stop. I like, I have to watch it again because it's just, it's so bad. Yeah, the daddies. Daddies. It makes me so uncomfortable. And it's just so fucking weird because it's like, what are you even talking about that your kids are going to get bullied in school because of Young Gravy, but you'd rather them get praised for their dad wanting to beat up Young Gravy? It's like, sir, you are five years old and I'm convinced. When I want to be like, Monty. Sir, Mr. Lopez, no one is going to be praising them if you fight anyone, regardless of whether, no, what in, is he really living in just some alternate reality that he thinks that that's actually something that would happen? There's no way that he actually doesn't know that his kids probably get teased for how cringy he is on the internet in school. There, there's just no way. And the fact that then he positions it as like Young Gravy is the one like yeah, it's embarrassing just... his kids. And I'm like, no, sir, you're doing that job all on your own. It's just honestly so sad. And then when you look into the Addison Ray mom thing a little bit more and you just see that this family is really really just fucking falling apart. Well, the mom before I was like, why did she unfollow the mom? Like what happened there? You know, I would be just as Monty's behavior is creepy and cringy. I'm not going to say I didn't laugh at Sherry's TikToks. And I think that at least she is funny, (laughs) but 
that yeah i wouldn't want that to like i i would be mortified if my mom was doing that so i understand that as in unfollowed at the same time the whole unfollowing thing is so weird to me because that's just like a public statement like you could mute her like you don't have yeah i have to mute my family members because they're so annoying on social media about their stupid political takes and i have to mute them so i don't have to hear their bullshit and QAnon understandable but like (laughs) unfollowing them when you're famous like you know that that is yeah so people won't notice but you know what i'm team addison ray same addison can do whatever she wants yeah this is weird she has a lot to deal with anyway that's the update on this and hopefully nothing else happens because i'm quite frankly sick and tired of talking about monty lopez and anything having to do with addison ray's family anyway back to what we were talking about he's just so gross and i just am like yeah Come on. I'm telling you, if you guys have ever been to Dolphin Mall in Miami, those men that sit on the benches just to watch little girls, that's Monty. For legal reasons, she's kidding. No. (laughs) (laughs) Backtrack, we fucked up again. Do we know them? Hell no. Oh, well, we kind of know Tana Mosho. We kind of know Tana, yeah. We don't know Monty at all, nor do I want to ever. Tana, let's have a just quick little break from the current drama and just uh, talk about how we know Tana. Yeah, so I've met Tana, I want to say twice in person, and she's been super nice to me. It was like in the beginning, I would say like her first year that she was like big on the internet, way before Jake Paul, way before all of this shit. I kind of think that you're the one that told me about her. I might have been. I watched her like early early story time because I did story time videos at the time where she started them we kind of started at the same time what was the VidCon that we I feel like we only have been to one where we both went probably like 2017 whenever it was like the year before TanaCon I think it would have been 2016 sure that would make more sense I guess it was like when she first was like really popular but they didn't make her a feature creator I remember we were in the lobby of the hotel and she came through and had like a crowd of people around her and you're like oh my god that's Tana Mojo and I think that's when I found out who she was yeah so I met her in playlist live DC I met her like in the you know how they have the little lounges and stuff I don't know if I went up to her I think I did and was like hey like I'm Jesse and then she's like oh my god of course like I watch your videos whatever and she was super 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 sweet we talked for a little bit and that was it and she was very nice that was my only experience with Tanemotion I feel like I maybe met her in passing somewhere like a VidCon or something but also I forget like she was so young I think I didn't even realize when I first met her even afterwards I was like oh we should grab drinks sometime and I was like oh my god no she's literally like 18 so I met her at uh Shane Dawson and Rylan had a holiday party and all like the clever people were there I just remember we were all outside and I've told you this story before and I feel like I I remember we had filmed a video you and me filmed a video years ago and like went on this tangent but I cut it out and like have never actually publicly said it so we're sitting in the backyard at Shane's house and someone was like playing guitar and we're all sitting around a fire pit and it's public knowledge now for anyone that follows me that I smoke a lot of weed and at the time I smoked a lot of the weed pens if I was like going out somewhere always had at least like one or two with me and I didn't know like we were all at this party but no one was filming it like I was pretty drunk at it I just remember I wake up one day and I start getting all of these notifications a few days after the party I start getting all these notifications on like Instagram and on Twitter and like comments on clever videos where it's like oh my god you vape you smoke blah 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 and I'm like what the fuck are they talking about how do they know and at the time I definitely was not I was still working at clever and I wasn't telling anyone I smoked because god forbid anyone know I smoke weed on the weekend 
weekends or before the shoots. But, you know, either way. <laughs> I'm like, just weekends, Lily? <laughs> That's how I could have played it off. But turns out the reason everyone was commenting that is because Tana had been vlogging at that party and I oh, did not God. know that. And I think now... Like, I would not now, I think, be at a party that is at. But, like, usually, like, if someone's vlogging, like, you know. She was not, like, I'm at Shane Dawson's house right now. It was just, like, she was filming, like, little bits. And I guess she had put the camera down and was filming someone playing guitar at Shane's party. And I'm in the shot. And you can see that I'm very clearly smoking my vape pen with no clue that anyone is recording. That's, like, really bad etiquette for influencer parties. That's what I started to say. I was, like, I feel like no one would do that now. It's kind of like when Charlie D'Amelio, I don't know if you remember that, when she was caught vaping. I don't know. Like, I don't really quite remember the context. But it was huge. And everybody was like, oh, my God, Charlie D'Amelio vapes. I'm like, so does, like, everyone else was, like, 18, right? I think I was more upset even that most people didn't think it was, like, not that (laughs) this is that big of a deal. I was like, people just thought it was, like, an e-cig. And they're like, oh, Lily vapes. I'm like, it's not like a, a vape vape. It's like. You know, God forbid they think you smoke nicotine. I would rather have them think I'm smoking weed than nicotine. Yeah. I mean, so you were outed by Tana Mojo. So yeah, basically Tana Mojo exposed um, was the first person to ever expose my weed great smoking. title for our. But yeah, so um, Tana Mojo exposed me, and then um, that was like years ago now, and I haven't really, I haven't seen her in a long time. But um, have you forgiven her? <laughs> yes, I Tana, I forgive you. <laughs> I don't think she has any idea either. So if she ever sees this, it'll be hilarious. And then after that. I have run into her at events over the years and she's always been I know that Tana has done a lot of problematic stuff I'm not condoning or advocating for any of it but I personally only had good experiences with her and um, also dressed up as her for Halloween even one year oh did you (laughs) clever we we dressed up as YouTubers and um, it was yeah when I saw her on the H3 podcast she went on recently it seems like she's I know she had just gone like out of surgery like I'm not trying to like nitpick her performance on there but um, she just seems in a lot of the vibes she gives are that of someone who's like really like defeated by the industry and I think that because she got in so early and she got so big and really was exploited by a ton of people because she was young and when you're 17 years old you have a bunch of money and a bunch of people want to be your friend quote unquote and they want to you know whatever I think it kind of like fucked her up a bit like I see her energy just of that I just see her a little bit crushed sometimes it makes me sad honestly it's it's not funny but it's ironic that you say that because I can specifically remember one of the times that I've run into her was I think it was during Halloween at um I know exactly where it was but I'm assuming that this is why I said this to her but I saw her at uh Universal Hollywood Horror Nights or whatever and she was in line and it was when she was still with uh Bella Thorne <laughs> I went through with um some of the Smosh people and so we were in like the VIP like you didn't have to wait in line and we were in like the back situation I remember seeing her I went up to say hi and gave her a hug and I just remember being like are you okay like And in, like, kind of a joking way, but, like, also in, like, a, are you okay? Like, kind of like, do you need a nap? Like, blink twice if you need help. Kind of like, I'm kidding, but also, like, are are you okay? And I remember her kind of, like, giving, like, a... Yeah, like, thanks for, like... Because it was after all the TanaCon stuff, which, like, yes, big fuck up on her part. I think she's aware of that. And it's, like, now even become, like, a meme. But I think it's, like, people do forget how young she is still, even. I don't know. I, I... hold some kind of weird empathy for her because I feel like she doesn't mean all the things that she's done. Well, and she's talked, you know, not to like talk about her family or anything or get too deep into it, but she's been pretty open about like the situation she came from. And it's pretty fucked up. And then also like I would have been mortified to have, I mean, 
I did get big on Vine at 19, which isn't that far off from 17. I don't know. I, I, I just feel for her sometimes. She has like a weird soft spot in my heart, Same. even though she's done a lot of shit. But for some reason, I'm like, I'm, I'm still rooting for her. I don't know. It's something buried underneath her that just, it's kind of... It's sad. I don't you know those people that like mask everything with humor and they always act like, oh, this doesn't bother me and that doesn't bother me. Like, I feel like she's done that because she's had to for so long. And I think she's, I don't know, I'm not here to be like, she's so sad. But like, I just, I feel that energy and it just, yeah. You know what, Tana? I hope you're I was going to say, we say hi. Okay. <laughs> we send our love. Hi, Tana. The next topic we were going to discuss is... um Jason Nash going on, oh, he, I guess it was actually the first episode of He Has a New Podcast. What? Yeah, did, did you, I sent it to you. Uh, what? Did you miss this? <laughs> but I think what happened with David, yours came along a few months later and I think we were all like, fuck, should have handled it like Portnoy. That's what That's he what said Everybody said, right. you know, fuck, we should have fucking handled it like Portnoy. We should have fucking said something. And, um... Yeah, it's over now. It's too late. Well, I heard it now. Yeah. How, how do you feel? First of all, do we know them? Yes, I do know Jason Nash. I have a picture on my Instagram of Jason Nash proposing to me. I do not know him. I've never met him. All right, so here's the thing. I know Jason Nash. I know the majority of the vlog squad. I've spent time with all of them. Jason Nash, I've spent a very good amount of time back when he was married to his ex-wife. I literally have been to his house. I've met his children. I met his fucking golden retriever he had, okay? I knew Jason Nash. Ah, this is disappointing. Here's my issue with Jason in this scenario and many, many other scenarios. It's just that his head is just so far up David Dobrik's ass that he can't see straight. It's hard because Jason Nash is a nice guy, quote unquote. He's never been rude to me. He's never said anything that made me uncomfortable. However, he's always been someone that's like, hyper-focused on making content. He just wants to be doing that. He just wants, oh, content this, content that, the internet this, the internet that. He is someone that's like so engulfed in that world that I don't even know if he knows what it's like to be just a normal fucking person anymore. I don't even remember who I was watching that said this just recently about this, but it's like, you can get that to a certain extent because he does have kids and he is definitely older and like the career he was following before he met David didn't really end up working out that well and then he suddenly got this like door open into this opportunity that is once in a lifetime, that it makes sense that his head, I mean, not saying, not justifying it at all, but it makes sense that his head would be that far up David Dobrik's ass because he's like, this is my ticket to being able to support my kids and support my family and have this career. I disagree with you. I mean, maybe that's what he thinks, but I mean, I went to his movie premiere that he wrote, okay? He's a talented and funny guy and he could do this without David and maybe not at the same magnitude or whatever but he could have done this and instead what he's done has been really hurt people like we cannot forget what he did to Seth. Do you remember this? I'm not justifying any, his, uh, any of his behavior. I'm more saying that I think that's in his mind what he's doing is like I'm willing to do anything. And I think that's how he has gotten down this path. Agree. I think he absolutely could have been successful without him. I think he probably wouldn't have reached that level. And then that has just kind of warped his sense of reality. I knew him before the David era. I mean, he's always been like close to like Brandon Calvillo and all of them. But I knew him before David. And he was 
quote unquote successful. Like I said, he wrote a movie. He got brand deals. He provided for himself. They lived in a very nice house. I think his ex-wife like had a really good job or something, but they lived in a gorgeous house in LA. But being involved with David has assisted in Jason Nash's downfall and he doesn't even fucking realize it. Mm -hmm. What he did to Seth, which if you don't know, the brief synopsis of it is essay essentially um they did a prank where seth twice. thought he was kissing a girl twice seth thought he was kissing a girl and really he was kissing jason nash because he had um a blindfold on or something that's sa and seth has talked about this and said like this was fucked up and this fucked me up for a while that would have never fucking happened if jason nash wasn't david dobrik's yes man yeah and that's what he's turned into and he's still doing it this dave portnoy thing okay dave if you want to sue and you want to say these essay allegations are complete bullshit whatever but jason really you really think that you should have handled it like dave did you what would you have told seth because we have eyes we saw the essay happen on camera because it was put there for us to see well but what is the seth stuff mentioned in the cat article because the cat article is more about the dirty dom thing and their whole defense about that entire situation is that it wasn't real like how the video portrayed it it was like if it happened it wasn't in the vlog that it happened it was like dirty dom did something by himself that no one knew about everything that they were joking joking about with the threesome and like any kind of sexual activity going on was for the vlog and that wasn't real which I do believe that like obviously like that after shot of Dirty Dom all sweaty and stuff yes I don't think that was real but I believe that something happened that all of these girls came forward like my question is why do they think that they're better than other people for like not speaking about things like oh we should have handled it like you Dave like we just didn't want to talk about it you had nothing to say David had no choice but to get on camera and say I'm fucking sorry that's the only thing he had a choice to say these people always think that they have like another avenue no you don't but that's what J Jason's saying is like David shouldn't have apologized. They should have just sued Insider. But they didn't lie. <laughs> yeah, you would have had to prove that you didn't do that. Yeah, like, and I don't know anything about David Portnoy's situation, but cool, if he wants to sue, fine. People can feel a certain way. But this is not the same situation. You don't handle it the same way. And the fact that Jason, this was, I'm pretty sure this is the first episode of his new podcast, which is the first thing he has done without David in years. And that's how you're going to kick things off is like backpedaling a, an apology about an essay that you maybe played a part in. Even if you were not participating in the essay that you were there knowingly like trying to get girls drunk and to hook up with Dom. Like it, the whole thing is so weird. Yeah. And it gave complete, complete confirmation that if anybody out there believed David when he sat down and apologized to his audience, he was full of shit. So in case you were even doubting that for a second, Jason Nash just told you, we all wish that we would have just sued them and told them, fuck you rather than apologize. Like that's fucked up. Which I do want to say, we don't know who the quote unquote we he's referring to. I don't know if that's every single member of the greater vlog squad that has expressed any kind of apology or like if it's Lily David's hand is up Jason's ass and is like puppeteering him at all times so anything that comes out of his mouth no 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 but I mean I mean like obviously I believe that him and Jason thought that but I don't know who the we were referring like we all thought that is that like Carly and Aaron as well like I don't know if oh, he's referring right, to right. like literally everyone or if it's like David Dirty Dom and like just the people that were mentioned in the article I don't know who that we is 
nor gotcha. has he specified. Why would you bring something back up that has pretty much like David is actually like doing fine and like no one's really talking about it anymore and then you're gonna bring it back up? Like not a and good And I just look. hate the narrative of people who go through some pretty serious accusations and things. Why are they always the ones that's like, I hate cancel culture. It's like, of course you do because you did shit that people pointed out. You don't like that. Obviously, who the fuck's gonna be like, I love cancel culture. I mean, or but even like, I know like Shane has, I haven't been watching his podcast or anything, but I've heard on- He doesn't stop mentioning it. Well, I've heard on like, I'm pretty sure it was on Deaf Noodles probably. And it was like, Shane Dawson is grateful for being canceled. And I'm like, are you? I don't think, I don't think anyone's like, I'm so happy that happened. Like, yeah, maybe you can look at the bigger picture now and be like, oh, I've grown as a person. But no, you didn't, you would have rather found a different way to grow as a person than have to experience that, I'm, I'm assuming. Also though, with Jason, like there's been numerous random little like uh snippets of David's uh podcast that they used to do together where they're both saying kind of incriminating stuff like I feel like they talk about one time where David like took a like a psychopath test or something and like it was like absolutely he like checked out or something it was just Uh weird shit like that where I'm like are you forgetting that you're recording a podcast that everyone's gonna hear. This isn't live. You had the ability to edit this and you still kept that in? Well, I think David and most of the vlog squad, they used to do such offensive jokes and that was like their thing. And it's been kind of a weird transition where David for like a brief moment was considered family friendly for some reason, but people are forgetting he never was All of his stuff was just giving away money and giving away laptops and stuff because It's like he got a bunch of brand deals all right back to back. And when he had the brand deals, he got bigger budgets to make videos and give stuff away. So he didn't have to just rely on his friends doing stupid stuff because the giving stuff away was enough of a draw to... Yeah, but people seem to forget like David Dobrik before and after this little angel era was kind of offensive and not the nicest person, so... And you even said that like Jason has basically... It's like Jason's tanking his career by being so loyal to David that... Yeah. uh, Like when you look, I'm like, David was never even in most of his videos for more than a few seconds. He was never doing anything. He would just rely on his friends to do all the stupid stuff and he just films it. He didn't have his friends. Like they all benefited from him, but like he couldn't have made these vlogs by himself. He's not very interesting. (laughs) The fact that Jason is like trying to start fresh and his first episode is not only with Dave Portnoy, who is like kind of just uh, to begin with, but then also that he brings this up and just just like digs them even deep. I'm like, you just retracted all of your apologies. You realize that, right? Yeah, I don't know. And I get so instantly angry whenever I hear men talking about this topic. (laughs) I get so upset. It's like a trigger. Jason refers to it as like something horrible that happened to him. And like, was he even like, I feel like he was barely even mentioned in any of the accusations. Well, it's uh, Ethan also, sorry, I have to mention H3 in every fucking episode, but Ethan also like mocks because in the podcast that they did where they were addressing like the Jeff situation. Jason was so far up David's ass, but he also said something along the lines of like hoping that David was okay in all of this, like that they were like worried about David or whatever. You've, you know, you've been going through it the last year and you know, you haven't been the same. And yeah, we're all we're, we're all worried about you. But all we're trying to accomplish is just so you feel better. Oh my God, Ethan always mentions that. Like they'll be talking about something crazy and they'll just be like, well, I hope David's okay. <laughs> 
But yeah, like it's just he's lost his way. He's completely like infatuated with David for God knows what reason, because, because obviously I, David doesn't treat his friends very well. No, but it's what I said earlier. It's that whether or not it was true or not, Jason felt like his career had like hit its end and that he wasn't successful. And then he meets this kid that suddenly like catapults him into this weird world of fame that is so unlike anything he ever would have experienced, even with a successful TV career. And he got so much more than he ever expected he would, I think. Then he's like, wants that back. So he's just like doing anything to hold on to it when he really needs to take a step back and realize maybe this was a sign. Yeah. <laughs> and I should lean into the people that say positive things about me and say that I'm a good person and look for those qualities to pursue my career rather than just piggyback off David. He doesn't need him, I think, and he needs to realize that. Yeah, I agree. Also, just I can't believe that they're still trying to like discredit that any of that happened. I'm so jaded when it comes to that topic on this on the internet. Like anytime anybody's talking about shit and they, they just never people never cease to amaze me with their horrible takes on like essay and just like situations where number one, even if they weren't there, like wasn't Jason not even there? The ironic part about it that is so like, again, it's it's not funny. It's just ironic, but it's like Trisha had them leave because they were there. That's it's right. like, oh, well, better that's thank right. Trisha for that or else it would have been a lot, lot worse. But it's like, dude, you weren't even present. So like, maybe just shut up. Ex- like, just shut that's the my fuck point. up. I'm like, I like, what are you doing? And in yeah. the first episode of his new pod, like, bad move, dude. Yeah, bad take. Anyway. Uh, I think that's pretty much it. Hey, it was a lot more than I thought we were gonna ex- discuss because Jesse's like, let's do a Q and A, and I'm like, I think we, I think we're good. <laughs> I thought we were gonna have to cut to the Q and A, girl. I-, I thought we had nothing to talk about. Oh, but I do want to mention, just since we're at the end already, a couple of you guys were given some constructive criticism, which I was telling Lily, it makes me crack up because ever since our hate comment episode, you guys, when you're like delivering the constructive criticism, you <laughs> sugarcoat the fuck out of it. You're like, guys, I love you so much, and you guys are my queens, but I. I do want to just say there was a couple things that I want to just tell you guys like mental note. We got it. One was that um, we should talk about like what the drama is when we're doing a deep dive like De- Deaf Noodles. We should talk about what the topic is first and be like, this is what he did and then deep dive into it because people were like, I'm 40 minutes in. I have no fucking clue what he did. Which, fair enough. I don't feel like we really did that for the Deaf Noodles one this time either. Honestly, that one's kind of hard, though, because his whole thing, it's like, it's a mix between some specific things that he did, but then also just the overall weird trajectory of his Well, career. I think they only want us to do it for, like, the one-topic videos, I'm assuming, because, like, we really go into it, and then the whole hour is, like, dedicated to that, and we're not even getting into it till the end. We're, like, introducing True. who he is. But again, it, it was hard because it was, like, trying to just, like, even get to that point because there's been so many weird things you kind of have to discuss first. I guess like we could have started with like, he made some pedophile jokes, yeah. but like there's a lot of topics within his discussion. Yeah, but we'll definitely try to do that in the future for sure. And then another thing yes, was that you guys wanted us to change the color of our background. You said the white hurts your eyes and I freaked out and like ordered us lights on Amazon and it didn't work out, but we're gonna try to put some color in our background in the next episode. We'll see if it works. White was like our go-to option because to try and blend us together and to make it look like we're in the same room it seemed like that was the best but um the shadows make it a little difficult and also I've said I don't think most people even notice but um I'll like spend so much time like piecing it all together on my computer and I'm like 
perfect. Looks great. And then all of a sudden I like export it and then I watch it on my TV and I'm like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> it looks totally different. Well, no, because you literally send me pictures every time you edit it and you're like, it looks perfect. And it does. It, it does. Like, I, you know, I'm such a perfectionist. I would not be exporting it if I did not think it looks perfect. But then I export it and it doesn't look perfect. And I'm like, oh, yeah. But most of you don't notice. So hopefully this doesn't make you notice. I honestly don't think I've ever seen a comment about yeah. anything other than like, I thought you were in the same room. Why aren't you Yeah, but in order to make it look like we're in the same room, we have to up the brightness a lot. And some people are like, my eyes. So we got to we got to fix it. Anyway, so we're, we're working. We're not going to paint the backgrounds, no. but we're going to get some lights and see if that can help. Yeah. And again, Jesse, she, she ordered one and I guess it was just like a little too small. You guys want to see it? <laughs> if anyone has any suggestions of lights, I think we're probably going to have ordered them before this episode airs, but please Hold leave on. them below. You see it? Can you see that? I mean, in the... Not in our barely. Nope. You guys see it? <laughs> Look. They probably can. I just can't. All right. Well, I don't know how to. Yeah. Make so it we just need bigger. that like times. We just need that like times ten. Yeah. Anyway, um, but yeah, so thank you. We do appreciate constructive we criticism. Do. And look, we're we're very quick to implement it even. We're listening to the people and we're here we're here to please you. We are. Uh we're we're big people pleasers. Damn, that would have been a good leeway like into like an Adam and Eve sponsorship, but we haven't been sponsored yet. Like, speaking of pleasure, <laughs> oh my God. get a vibrator for your asshole. <laughs> How do we get that, though? Like, can, I don't know. I wish we personally knew Ethan and be like, how do you get out of your sponsors? Can we have your contacts? Oh, my God. I don't know Ethan, but I will say, yesterday they shouted out Kathleen because she came out with a new eyeshadow palette. I literally, oh, I didn't tell you? Oh, my no. God. Okay. So, I was laying in bed like this on my phone. And then, yeah. all of a sudden, I'm watching Ethan. Obviously, he's live. And he's like... All right. He said Kathleen and it was like he said your name. Yeah. Well, he said my name. Oh my God. I want to answer that question. I Someone asked me in my main channel how I feel like when H3 mentions me because they know I watch every single episode and I didn't answer because I got the question too late. Anyway, I want to answer it right now. It's weird as fuck. And every time that they mention me, uh, it's to mention the situation with she who shall not be named. And so it gives me a lot of anxiety, but you know what? It's okay. They actually did a whole episode with his mom where his mom did that situation. Like she gave the drama debrief on it and she got the whole thing wrong. Like the whole thing was wrong, but honestly, bless her heart, Donna, you know, she's a queen. I've sat through so many, he's mentioned me a million times, but it's always about that situation. So it makes me feel a little uncomfy, but he's always done so with like, you know, he's done all right. So it's actually interesting. I, I know we're always so nervous and we're like, people are going to think we're mean. People are going to think we're talking about people like get mad, blah, blah, When you look at it, like from your perspective, you were never mad at anyone for talking about what was going on with you because you're not expecting them to just ignore it. Like it was a huge thing going on on the right. internet. It's how you cover it, I think that. Yeah, well, I think that there's, in those situations, you just kind of see who has integrity and who doesn't and who understands the depth of certain situations and who's just like a shallow bastard. <laughs> like, I mean, there's no other way to put it. I find it uh, funny that like the people like, uh, for example, Deaf Noodles, to be like, all of the people hating on me and like all the drama channels, people are just talking about me to get money off my name. I don't think I've ever in my life heard you be like people are using my name for money <laughs> trying to exploit me even if the video was like literally exploiting you it's hypocritical to number one consume that content while 
simultaneously, you know, demonizing it. I consume people reporting the YouTube news on a daily basis. How am I going to sit here and be like, this is so stupid? Like, obviously. Exactly. You know, and I would say the same. If I had been involved in some scenario where I was being, I wouldn't be like, how dare they invade my privacy? No, I mean, it makes sense. Like I said, ways that people have done it in the past have stuck with me. I will never forget Philip DeFranco. When everything broke in 2013, so like the original TMZ article of everything, he DM'd me on Twitter and was like, I just want you to know, like I told the whole team we're not covering this. You know, those things stick with me. The people that have been like, hey, I'm not either, either I'm not touching it or is this okay with you or whatever? Because you don't have to do that. Like we don't have to do that to cover topics. However, if I ever had access to someone and I was gonna be talking about their essay or something in depth like that, I would reach out. Oh, 100%. If I knew someone, I would never, even in like an acquaintance, way I would not be like openly chatting about something traumatic that happened in their lives if I didn't feel like yeah and even if you couldn't reach out at least handle it with some semblance of like class you know and and I think that's the important thing yeah but anyway back to H3 I don't know how we got into that topic so uh, I'm watching H3 in bed and all of a sudden he goes I want to give a shout out to Kathleen Lights and I was like what? Like, I literally freaked the fuck out because me and Kathleen are like diehard foot soldiers. She's always been in Miami, right? Yeah. So I've never met Kathleen. No. So I like, I don't know her at all. So I feel like that's like a different part of Jesse's life that I just like that's don't true, yeah. know about. I was just going to ask, like, does Kathleen watch H3 a lot too? No, no, no. no. Like, me, me and her fan. are the same, right? So like we okay. literally watch every second of every episode. So it was like literally like you knew that she was internally dying as well. Well, yeah. Let me show the text on the screen. I literally text her. I'm like, oh my God, are you dying right now? Ethan shouted you out. <laughs> and literally she sends me voice notes where she's like, ah, 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 scared. Where, where? Where do you see that? Where do you see that? Where? She's literally just fucking screaming. She didn't know. So I actually broke the news to her. Love that. I was like, your palette. So she came up with an eyeshadow palette. Gorgeous. Mine comes in tomorrow. I ordered it. Order yours now. Um, But she came up with an eyeshadow <laughs> palette. And one of the shades in it is called Peace and Love. Because you know how Ethan's always like with Peace and Love. Yes. And says something really mean. She put that in the video where she was announcing the palette. So they reacted to that clip. And then they were talking about like, look at how vibrant the shades are. And like, whatever. And I was like, oh my God. Like, I was like freaking out. So then Olivia, who's on the H3 podcast, was talking about how pretty the palette was or whatever. Then Kathleen goes to message Olivia because I'm like, bitch, send Olivia a palette right now. And she's like, oh my God, I have to. So she starts, she goes to message Olivia. Olivia's following her. I'm like, what the fuck? So then she starts messaging Olivia. Olivia tells her, oh my God, I've been watching you forever. Your videos with Jesse are my favorite. So I take a fucking shit in my pants in that very moment. I run to Instagram. Did you look? Does Olivia follow you? She was following me. So you oh know what, God. Deaf Noodles? Suck so, it. See, I was going to say, Olivia's fuck Deaf Noodles. You have Olivia. So I followed her back. I haven't messaged her or anything. I didn't want to be weird. But Olivia is like, she's someone who's been following Kathleen and loves our videos together. It was just such an exciting day. It made my whole day. I relate to that a lot because I was at like a bachelorette party and I got a text or I got a tweet or something. And it was, I want to say this was like 2016. And it was like, oh my God, Grace Helbig just mentioned you guys in her latest video. And she was doing like a, a recap of like people that did the 100 layers challenge and on clever style we did 100 layers of clothes and me and megan put 100 pieces of clothes on jocelyn and it's honestly it's still one of my favorite videos we've ever done because it's so fucking funny but we had like had a few random like i think Jarrett sleeper who used to be on clever with us a lot was friends with grace and had said that grace like watched us sometimes and we were like oh my god 
gosh, that's so cool. At that point, Clever hadn't really made it into like the mainstream YouTube world yet. We were still very much like the entertainment news outlet that happened to have some other content. So I just remember being like at a bar and literally going outside and like listening to it and then trying to explain to anyone that I was with that like does not watch YouTube at all why it was so cool. And it's like, I didn't even like watch Grace that much, but it was just like such like... <gasps> Oh my God, she knows who we are. It also brings me back to the time where I met Jenna Marbles. And I shit you not, Lily, I remember it so vividly. So I didn't know if I could go up to her in the in the party that we were at. It was like a creator party. I didn't know if I could do it. And my cousin and my brother were like, you may never have another chance. Like, you got to do it. I've been watching Jenna Marbles. <laughs> I miss her so much. I, she, okay, she's whatever. the first one I ever watched. I've been watching her since high school, okay? Yeah. And I just went up to her and she... Oh my God, makes me want to cry. I miss her a lot. <laughs> I went up to her and I remember being like, hi, I'm so sorry to bother you. And she just looks at me. She's like, Jesse. Oh my God. I shit you not, Lily. I could not sleep that night. I could not sleep. I was in my bed like vibrating. I was literally like, oh. I feel so great. Like not to mention Grace again. But so then literally at VidCon that same year, and it was like maybe a month or two after she had mentioned us, I was with one of Megan's best friends, Kyle. He was in a bunch of Megan's like Snapchats and videos and stuff. And Grace followed Megan. And me and Kyle are standing there and I see her. And I was like, oh my God, Grace Helbig's right there. And Kyle's like, oh my God, should we say hi? What do we do? And then all of a sudden, Grace looks at us and is like, oh my God hi and comes up and is like Lily you're Megan's friend I love your hair I just dyed it purple Jocelyn still makes fun of me to this day because when she got back to our hotel room that night I was sitting in bed and I'm just like sitting up in bed like ah. it's crazy because like when people meet us in the past and have displayed that kind of same excitement it's hard to understand why anybody would be excited to meet you you know what I mean like it feels that way 100% but oh my god I totally get it because when I met Jenna Marbles like everything made sense and also then I got to do a meet and greet with her at VidCon so like I was one of the tables with her or whatever she was so sweet Julian has always been so fucking sweet and then I did a video with Nassim where he basically had to watch a like a makeup tutorial and explain to me what the lady I was doing I remember that one Yes. Yeah. And then Jenna did it with Julian and shouted me out. I did really hope that it would lead to our best friendship. It just, it didn't, it didn't happen like that. But you, you know what? intimidated. Honestly, I kind of like it that way. Not that I think that she would be a bad friend or anything, but I don't want anything to But you're to like, don't meet your this. heroes kind of situation. Yeah. I don't want to yeah. ruin this. I just want to just idolize her forever. You were willing to ruin this. Yes. <laughs> this, whatever. But Jenna? No. <laughs> now I'm all depressed, but um, I guess that's it. That was a nice little trip down memory lane. It was. That brings episode six, I think, to a close because it's getting really hot and we need to turn our airs back on. Oh my God, can I say something really quick? No. Your video, remember when at the end you're saying that like your tits were sweating? <laughs> sure. I was the final person to edit that one and put it up. And when I was watching it back, it was already live on YouTube. I thought your nipple came out. It's funny because... I absolutely noticed that. No, like I Way slowed too- it down and everything. Yeah. I was like, oh no. And I didn't. <laughs> like I noticed that that might have happened. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to not look. I wanted to do that, but I was like, I can't allow Lily's nipple to just be out here in the wild. So I slowed it to like 0.25 and I like zoom and it was just a little bit of under titty. I was like, oh, thank God. I've done enough like under boob outfits in That's my what I thought. life 
It wouldn't be the end of the world. I would have forgiven you. I literally, in my head, I was like, oh my God, it's going to be all my fault. I'm the last person to have edited this and we're going to get kicked off of YouTube. But it is so funny because I did see it, but it was probably like, I don't think I watched the whole thing through until like a day or two later, but I had watched parts of it. And then like, thanks YouTube. It kept recommending being like, you haven't finished this. Keep watching. And then I did it. I was like, oh, damn it. I'm just going to pretend I didn't see that. Did your heart like sink when you saw it? No, no, genuinely. Like it's weird how unbothered I was by Okay. Maybe I should start an OnlyFans. Maybe this is... <gasps> Love that. I don't want to say I would because like anyone that knows me knows that I absolutely would never. One, I think my mom would just like emancipate me as a, a 32 year old. Yeah. I think you get emancipated from your parents. I don't think they can like do it the other way around, but she would find a way. I told Nassim if I wasn't married, my ass would have been spread <laughs> wide open. I would have been just like, take it. Like, bro, the money people are making on that? Oh, forget That's it. That's the thing is I see I have like millions of dollars a month. I could use that. I may or may have not proposed to Nassim that I just do feet stuff, <laughs> but I do have some identifiable <laughs> tattoos. How do you do the feet stuff though? How do you get it? I don't know. That? You rub things. Things, you move them up and down. I don't fucking know, but I do have very talented feet. Not to be weird, but like I can grip things. I can open packages, ziplocs, put it back in, you know? I can do all sorts of things. What do you want me to do? You pay me $20, I'll do it. Times are tough. Anyway, thank you for watching our podcast. Thank you. Thank you so much. Before we keep talking, we need to go. I have nothing left to say. That's it. Me Bye. neither. Bye. <laughs>